0: welcome to the nfl stock exchange podcast in this episode it is our very first mid-season mock draft for the 2023 nfl draft cycle we're finally getting a good picture a clearer picture i should say of the 2023 NFL draft order and now that the trade deadline is done we figure that the order is set at least for who has what first pick so there's been some movers since our last mock draft a couple of months ago of course there's been a lot of big time college football performances as well we dig into those we dig into some team needs and we spit it out in the form of a 31 pick shout out the Miami Dolphins mock draft here for you guys let's Let's ring the bell Welcome to the opening bell, of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. I'm Trevor Sycaba. That is Connor Rogers joining you guys on a mock draft Thursday. No alliteration there, but exciting nonetheless. It is our mid-season mock draft, first one in kind of what two months? Two months? Yeah, August. Right? Started. So, yeah, got a, new, got a new draft order. We're going off of the current NFL draft order. So, any teams that are you know, currently in the cellar, how you doing? Welcome to the pod you know refreshments in the back so Connor I'm excited about this one right we've gotten to watch a lot of college football a lot of NFL football so we've got a lot of new notes to uh formulate into our very first mock draft of the mid-season form
1: yeah man this is gonna be awesome I, I think you know a little peek behind the curtain you and I did this one where since we hadn't done one in a while we took the time to do the draft together before the show so we don't have any moments on the show of You know, I don't, I I need more time here or make sure we didn't miss anybody as we've had a lot of risers. Um, So I I think this is a good time for, we will do, as the longtime listeners know, Mm -hmm. we will do those live drafts. We'll share the screen, we'll run the PFF mock draft simulator. I think this is a good time to rather than focus on the, what should I do here aspect, it's here's a, the update about this player and the fit with the team.
0: Right, right. And you know, it was, it is, it's something that when we get into draft season, it's a little bit easier to do spontaneous mock drafts, if you will, because you're very familiar with a lot of team needs, right? The season is over. Uh, there's no more play to be evaluated from their standpoint. So instead, we're kind of judging teams off of the handful of games they've played already, six or yeah. seven, no, seven or eight games that they play already. So learning a little bit about where each team was and getting an early peek at some team needs was a fun part of this exercise for me. And then, of course, getting to pair that with some guys that we've seen climb the draft board, play well in college football. Um, That's what this exercise is all about, so it's good stuff. Connor, I gave you the honors, as I typically do. Such a guy. Of having the number one overall pick. I think that was a bingo square, by the way. I think that me giving you the first pick in
1: a draft is a bingo square, so you guys can check that one off. But Isn't mock draft one, too? I think people are already sitting pretty with three squares Full, having right. the free space. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, I don't, Jesus.
0: I can't remember if you saying the words full transparency was one of them, but I feel like we also do that a lot because we're trying, we try to be honest with people. So I feel like that could be a space as well if it wasn't already. Do you want me to read the full order first?
1: Or yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we did this instead of the uh, PFF expected wins, we did this with where the draft stands today. Yes. Yeah. We want it because. To me, We're getting there. We're getting there. We are. It, to me, it's a little more
0: fun just because I agree. The teams that are the the fans of teams that are bad, they can just really jump into it right away. Whereas like some of these teams be like, oh, the projected wins is still high, but I'm not picking high in this draft. So, well, yeah, what is it? What
1: <laughs> I pulled up the bingo card. <laughs> and yeah, okay. not only is mock draft and Trevor gives Connor first pick in the draft next to each other. Uh huh. It's three in a row with free space wow left or right so we're close i won't i won't say the other two but people are people are just jumping at bingo in the first five minutes of the show
0: if this is a drinking game you're gonna be hammered at the end of this episode but that's a mock draft episode okay uh i'll go through the order real quick and then we'll get right to it number one overall we got the detroit lions picking at number one um number two we got the houston texans carolina panthers at three pittsburgh steelers at four jacksonville jaguars at five Las Vegas Raiders at six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at seven. Hell yeah, baby, back in the top 10 where we always belonged. Welcome home. Eight, Philadelphia Eagles via the Saints. Nine, the Texans via the Cleveland Browns. Ten, the Seahawks via the Denver Broncos. Then we got the Arizona Cardinals at 11, Chicago Bears at 12, Green Bay Packers at 13, the Lions via the Rams at 14, Um, Indianapolis Colts at 15, Cincinnati Bengals at 16, Patriots at 17, Commanders at 18, Falcons at 19, Then new to new change, new change here. We've got the Denver Broncos at number 20, which was the San Francisco Miami pick that they just dealt for Bradley Chubb Chargers at 21 Seahawks again at 22 this time via the Denver Broncos. Um, Actually, no, that one's their original one. I think that one's their original one. I got a typo here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a Seahawks pick because they're a playoff team. Jets at 23. Dolphins currently slotted the pick number 24 forfeited. You tried to get Tom Brady from us, and this is what you get, Dolphins fans. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. No did first round pick.
1: You, did you Miami. see the Chris Greer quote today? No, what did he say? So they they lost that first round pick, right? For the whole Tampering. You know, yeah. yeah. Chris Greer today, and I saw it in a in a quote, but he was basically saying that he still texts with Laramie Tunzel. Here we go. I got it. From Armando Salguero. Who's verified? Bear- like obviously, Armando's covered the Dolphins a while. He said, right. Dolphins GM Chris Gehr says he sometimes texts with former left tackle Laramie Tunzel and the player who was traded to the Texans for three first round picks jokes bring me back. You cannot do that. You like that's the way. And if you do it, you do not tell everyone. <laughs> this team, I guess they trade all their picks and so like try to get us now, suckers. I just couldn't what are they believe are going to take I, from oh you? I just goodness. couldn't believe when I saw this come across wow. my feed. Yeah. Okay. Was... All right. Chris Greer. Maybe he
0: thinks he's got a uh, impenetrable armor, I guess. They oh, took man. the first round pick away from him. What are they going to do? We got the Baltimore Ravens at uh, 25, Chiefs at 26, Cowboys 27, Giants 28. Wow. Look at that. Titans at 29, Vikings 30, Bills 31, and the Philadelphia Eagles with the best record in football right now, picking 32. Connor, you're up with the Detroit lions at number one, we'll go, I, I guess this will probably be a quicker paced mock draft, but uh, who you got, who you got at number one for this one.
1: I got Bryce young. I, I think that good man, Good. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've uh, I'll admittedly. I'll be open about this. I, I had CJ Stroud as my QB one over the summer. I still really like Stroud. I probably will have Stroud as a top five or 10 player in this class easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've gone through the quarterback tape this season, I just, I love Bryce Young's floor. I just love it. I I just think that he sees the field so well. He processes so well. He throws such an accurate catch and run ball. He's got mobility. I don't really care about his size because I don't see his size impacting his game to a point where I think he's going to have a lot of problems in the NFL with that. So it's, and also the Lions being the pick here, it matters a lot, right? It matters Mm -hmm. a lot. Do I think there might be some more upside with Stroud? And people will make that argument for Levis as well. Sure. But I want the Lions to get their quarterback of the future, be comfortable with this pick. They have a great offensive line to protect him. They have some really good weapons in Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameson coming back, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. I know they traded Hawkinson, but they, this is a great, this is the Lions. If they get Bryce Young number one overall in that offense and they figure out the defense, like they could, the turnaround could be, dramatic I I would I would love this pick to happen love
0: it reunited with Jameson Williams which I would be very very excited about look it's funny there I I feel like a lot of people were split between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud going into the season now recently I'll say over the last couple of weeks what I had the conversations that I've had with people where we talk about like oh who would you take number one overall it's almost like i I, I don't mean to be like say that like I'm fearless here, or whatever. But like I'm I'm not afraid to say Bryce Young because Bryce Young has been my guy. Uh, he yeah, was no. my QB one. It was close between him and Stroud. I'm not going to say that it wasn't, but I've kind of I've liked that to be cliche that it factor of Bryce Young. He just brings something to the table that feels like other quarterbacks simply do not when it comes to just the natural ability of playing the position. So sometimes I'll have conversation with people and they'll like wait to be like well, I got Bryce Young. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you don't worry about the height either. Okay, good. It's as if if, like you have to have a primer of the conversation of like, wait a sec. Uh, Just so we're clear here, do you care about Bryce Young's height? (laughs) No, I don't care about Bryce Young's height. Okay, so um, that's where we are with Bryce Young. I'm glad that you took him number one overall. All that to say, Houston, Texas number two. Take a CJ Stroud. I'm going to have him take CJ Stroud. Stroud's awesome, man. Tools are great. I said this during summer scouting. You agreed. Uh, The... I will say technique, the fundamentals, um, how steady, how consistent it felt like CJ Stroud was, especially when he came back from that injury last year. And what we see this year, fantastic on platform and amazing throw, a great arm. I think he's got great accuracy, knows how to step up in the pocket, big, tall dude, doesn't give you a ton of mobility, but, and I think that's kind of a little bit of where the issues, is, the drawbacks of Stroud versus Bryce young is that when plays start to break down, when that structure starts to break down young, sorry, Stroud is not as reliable as Bryce Young is. He's not that guy that's going to kind of make a crazy play out of structure, whether it's with his legs or with his arm. It's just, it's not as consistent as it is with Young. And so because of that, I do have Stroud at QB two, but he ain't falling far, man. It, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the top five, probably in the top three that need one. And so Stroud's not going to, he, he's not going to wait long to hear his name called if this is the order that it ends up going in. So I'll have him going to the Texans.
1: Yeah, I, if the, if I could bet on you know the number one and two picks, how the draft would go, I would I would this is how I would do it, and I would comfortably do it. I really, which
0: is, which is crazy to say, given the guy that you're probably gonna pick next year.
1: Absolutely, and it puts the Carolina Panthers in a hell of a spot because, mm. man, the Panthers need one of those two guys. Uh, they, do. <laughs> they do, and I will be very vocal that I'm not taking Will Levis here. Like there is, there's no shot right now that I'm taking Will Levese And a lot of people will disagree with that. And a lot of people will bet on his traits and I get it. I really do get it. And, you know, there's part of me that says, have I not learned my lesson? Right. I was not, I wasn't low on Josh Allen, especially compared to consensus. I got well, Josh always. Allen as like the top of second round that year, but I was low on Justin Herbert. I had Justin Herbert in the second round mm. and that one, And I love Justin Herbert when he was a sophomore and a junior. And then the senior year, I'm like, what happened to this guy? And the NFL, he got to a place where they figured it out with his traits. And with Levis though, like watching Herbert, I thought there was a a full season or two where I was like, this guy really has it. What happened with Josh Allen? There was moments and Josh Allen's one of the biggest outliers we'll see in scouting Mm -hmm. with Will Levis, Trevor. I just like, I, the consist lack of consistency scares me where I couldn't take him at this spot while a lot of people would say you have to. So I did take Will Anderson, of course. And I know that's that's tough for the Panthers because then everybody's looking around and going, "Well, what are you doing at quarterback? You've tried you've tried everything it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of the castoffs. You've tried Sam Darnold, it didn't work. You tried Baker Mayfield, it didn't work. Matt Corral got hurt, They don't know what he is, but they're not going to bet the house on Matt Corral. So this is a tough situation, but I don't I'm not just going to take a quarterback because the perception is you have to. Right. I'm going to take somebody that I view as the best player in the draft right now, in Will Anderson, him and Brian Burns screaming off the edge. You have a really good defense, you think, for next year. You're going to go into the veteran quarterback market or you're going to look to trade back into round one, which is what I would do and try to get Hendon Hooker, um, mm. you know, somebody along those lines. But sure. we're not going to get there today. So Ooh, that'd be nice. I, this is this is a really tricky spot. Full transparency.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, but that's kind of what we have to do, right? That's going to be the tricky part of a lot of mock drafts, I think. Musical is, chairs, is, dude. What Somebody you, runs out. What do you do with the teams that need quarterbacks that Bryce Young and CJ Shroud aren't available anymore? And I think whoever's picking number three between the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, and the uh, the Carolina Panthers, that's going to be the debate of what what are you going to do there? But look, Will Anderson's won hell of a constellation prizes. One of the best players, if not the best player in college football, I'm gonna go with Peter Skaronsky next for these Pittsburgh Steelers at Love number it. four. Simply put, they need an offensive tackle. They need a franchise offensive tackle that they can build around. Look, Skaronsky is not gonna be a guy that's gonna wow you with measurables. I don't think he's gonna wow you with athleticism. But dude, he just he is he is again he's a little bit like Bryce Young, where the measurables aren't quite there, aren't as ideal as you want. He just gets the position. He understands the position. And guys that really get how to play O-line, they're so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to watch these physically gifted athletic guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage come at them and then just stay cool, calm, and collected. Okay, I know where the hands need to go. I know where the feet need to go. I know how I would need to kick slide to approach this. I know how I need to protect my outside shoulder, the inside shoulder, where the help is, where I can get the advantage. I feel like that's a Peter Skaronsky thing, man. So steady Eddie so much as an offensive tackle. I think he could be the perfect answer for what the pittsburgh Steelers need as long as we figure that they're going to stick with kenny pickett as their quarterback
1: skronski is a really nice player and another one of those high floor players he, he's going to get picked apart for his lack of length for you know whether he's we talked about on this show he was a center recruit that somehow ended up at left tackle when mm-hmm. Rashawn slater opted out and he's flourished at tackle uh number five is jacksonville this was the easiest layup of all time Jalen carter I love the fit. I love the player. I love the value. Jalen Carter's a top three player probably in this draft. Um, Jacksonville does need a defensive lineman like him. Every team probably needs a defensive lineman like him. But when you watch Jacksonville's defense, I think this is something that would significantly boost this unit. So Jalen Carter, he's a great pass rusher. He's a very, very um, explosive run defender is what I would like to say. Mm -hmm. So Jacksonville, I know their season hasn't gone the way they had hoped, but the bright side is losing this much has put them in a position to get another premium talent like him. They could go
0: O line too, but dude, Jalen Carter on the same defensive line as Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. I mean, he was already on the same defensive line, yeah. as Trayvon Walker, and it was hey, probably one of one of, the, one of the greatest college defensive lines that we've ever seen. So yeah. that would be uh, that would be one hell of a pick. I'd be down with that for sure. Raiders are up at number six. Who knows what the Raiders team is going to look like if they end up finishing with the number six overall pick. But no matter what it is, I think that they need another good offensive tackle, right? They've got Colton Miller, who I think that they like there. There's some nice there's some interior pieces who I think that they are confident with some flexibility with. Again, I like Dylan Parham. I think that he's still learning. He's certainly struggling his rookie year, but give him time. I think he's a good interior offensive lineman. Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. I was a little skeptical of him because I, when we went through him in summer scouting, you liked him a decent amount. You kind of had to convince me of him. I thought he was a little bit more athlete than he was offensive tackle. But this year, he's really settled into more of that left tackle position that he has been playing this year, which is a home base for him, which he wasn't able to play last year. Zero sacks allowed, zero penalties against him. So he is another player that is playing definitely playing to his potential. And I think that he's going to be a – Top 15 pick, we'll see how high he ends up going. goes number six in this mock draft because I really think the Raiders would take a chance and a dip on this offensive tackle class. So Paris Johnson Jr., if you were a fan of him going into the season, you got to be happy with how he's been producing so far.
1: For sure, yeah, he's he's played at a high level. I don't, I was, I could have swore when I went through our database on O line recently, that he hasn't allowed a sack this year. I'm pretty no. sure.
0: No, yeah, wow. no, no sacks, no
1: penalties. That's what that's what I was referencing. No you said, sacks. Okay, no, no sacks, no penalties. Yeah. Yep. So yep. he's um, yeah, he's just been he's been incredible. Again, I thought his he was. I thought,
0: I thought he was more of an athlete than a like a true like yep. o, t- f- total O lineman. But he's proven that he really he really gets it. He's rounding out his game a ton this year, which is great.
1: The next one for me uh, is your bucks and ah uh-huh, yes. This was hard, honestly, because my initial idea was to take an offensive lineman, the best one available. And then I realized that I love Tristan Worms. He's not going anywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized Donovan Smith is financially not going anywhere no, at all. No.
0: So that's I haven't just, looked at his contract lately, but I feel like you're, you are correct on
1: that. Yeah, it, it was pretty significant. I'll pull it up one more time here. Uh, he is on the books next year. At a 17.9 million cap hit, there'd be eight million dollars in dead money if they cut him. I just don't think that logistically makes no, sense. They're not gonna cut him. So no. so that's kind of an issue. Yeah, no, he's around. So I went with Miles Murphy for the Bucks. I think pass rush has been an issue for this team. I know Shaq Barrett was just lost for the year, but I think even when he was healthy, he wasn't himself. I think uh, you know, Joe Tryon showing because Not really playing at the level that you hope for, for a guy taken in the first round, although there's plenty of time. But the point is, I just thought the Bucs needed to not only think BPA here, but also think how to get better in an area of need. And I I saw pass rush as an area of need. And I, I love Miles Murphy. I know he got off to the slow start, but he is somebody with an incredible package of traits, size, power, that he can really fit into, assuming Bowles is back, he could fit into a Bowles front pretty seamlessly, honestly. So I would love your take at this spot because it it was kind of a tricky spot. There wasn't the no-brainer like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter there wasn't a quarterback that I believe in with the seventh overall pick like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Yeah. And then there's the offensive line problem of, well, I'm not drafting them an in interior offensive lineman seventh overall.
0: No, edge is, edge is the right pick for him. Murphy's, okay. a, Murphy's a really good player. They need a better pass rush. They can sit here and say that they like the guys all they want, but they needed more pass rush than they got this year. Shaq Barrett's not going anywhere because no, of his no. contract. Um, he's there for another two years. It's not really that flexible, and it's already got void years on it, I believe. Joe Tryon joyenka is good, but you need a arsenal of pass rushers as we've seen today in the NFL. And Miles Murphy is a guy who you can move him around the line of scrimmage. I think yeah. he's got the body type to where he's not just, just a pure outside only edge kind of a player. He's got a strength profile. He's got a, he's got a speed profile. He kind of has a really great all around game. So I think the box would like him a lot. That that pick makes a ton of sense. I think you did good with it, but for, for the Eagles at number eight, right after, because this is where New Orleans Saints pick is, which the Eagles have. I'm going to go with Miles Murphy's teammate. I'm going to go with Brian Brzee because, my God, that would be hilarious to have a freak athlete like Brian Brzee at the three technique and Jordan Davis next to him on the interior with the Philadelphia Eagles. That is scary that is truly building your defense from the inside out when you have those two guys drafted one after the other Davis was a completely unique quite literal house that they drafted last year and Brzee is so unique with how athletic he is for a 300 pounder now some people say "Oh, he's a little bit of a tweener where are you going to play him dude if you got him next to Jordan Davis I, don't, I, I hate this cop-out where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. But like it kind of doesn't matter because no, Davis matter. is going to command the line of scrimmage, whereas Brian Brzee has been doing a lot of that for Clemson. He's been freeing up the rest of the rushers, freeing up the linebackers, and now he gets to pin his ears back a little bit, become a true pass rusher, and I think he's going to really be able to uh, have success doing that
1: in the NFL. So if he gets to go to the Eagles with Davis, that is a hilarious pairing. It's perfect. Literally perfect. I love it. And the rich get richer if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean – It's just, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Number nine, the Texans are back on the clock. This is another selection from the Deshaun Watson trade that is looking pretty good right now, honestly. Ninth overall, first skill player taken, first wide receiver taken. I'm going with Quentin Johnston here, Trevor, who has really turned it on lately. The last four games he's gotten it going. He's caught a touchdown in all four of those games. Nice. He's been a chains-moving machine. I think he has 22 first downs in those four games, um, just racking up the yards after the catch. And it felt like TCU kind of remembered they had Quentin Johnston all of a sudden. If you look at the cast contested catch opportunities, he's gotten nine in those four games and hauled in four of them, which is a pretty good rate when you're hovering around 50% for contested catch. That's a good sign. So I, I mean, I just, we loved him over summer we didn't panic about the slow start and since week six, week six through nine, he's just been awesome for them. And I look at the fit with the Texans in this draft. They already came out with CJ Stroud. You held on to Brandon cooks. You need somebody that can go up and win the football. And I know mm-hmm. Nico Collins can do that for you. Nico Collins has been hurt a lot this year. And and I don't want to bet the house that Nico Collins is that guy. And if he still is cool, you have three capable wide receivers. That's great with Damian Pierce in the backfield and some pieces on your offensive line. So I think this Texans offense as much as we like Pierce when they line up every Sunday, there's nothing that scares you. There's nothing that you're not like, Oh no, oh, we yeah, got to worry about this guy. You're right. You're so right. Stroud and Quentin Johnson are their, their new era for offense.
0: There there are very few teams that can do what the Tennessee Titans do, where they just go, Hey, we've got Derrick Henry. We're going to hand him the ball. And uh, when I say very few, I mean, literally just the Titans like this. Well, <laughs> and look what
1: happened when the jets tried to replicate it. It was awesome And then Brees Hall and ABT get hurt, and now it's like, what do we get? It does... Like there's no backup plan.
0: There is no substitute so for that kind of a plan as well. You're right. You are totally right there. So I love Quinn Johnson going to the Texans. They definitely need offensive playmaker help. And I think he can be a potential wide receiver one in the league. He's a lot of fun, especially as a deep threat guy. Seahawks are picking at 10, rounding out the top 10. I've got him taking Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia. Now Nolan Smith done for the year with the pectoral injury has not produced as much as you have wanted a former number one overall recruit to have produced over the last couple of years, but he was a smaller guy. He was getting his weight and his strength up over the last couple of years. And then, of course, like the pass rush and the defensive line depth that Georgia was insane over the last couple of years. So he was a rotational dude. It's You may say, like, Trevor, you're, you're kind of crazy putting him in the top 10. Maybe I am, but the Seahawks specifically... I think would love a guy like Nolan Smith, whether it's a 10 or wherever this pick is being made. If it's a little bit further down, they could probably get him a little bit further down the board, but he is a athletic pass rusher who is uniquely good at being a run defender as well for how small he is. I don't, I don't mean to say small is insulting I me. Mean, he's fine. It's not like he's super undersized, but he's not a base five tech defensive end and it feels like sometimes he run blocks like a guy who has a lot more weight on him. So instead you kind of look at him and you think, okay, this is not this is a uniquely gifted athlete on the edge who you're hoping the best years of his pass rush. are still ahead of him. Certainly he gets better from this injury, but the Seahawks specifically are a team that always goes after athletes. If you are a fan of a yep. team that always goes after those high impact athlete players or not high impact, I should just say high ceiling Athletic players like the Seahawks are, Nolan Smith's going to be high on their radar because of that kind of a mold that he has. So I got him at 10,
1: might be a little bit rich, but I think the NFL is going to look for athletes on the edge, Seahawks specifically. Dude, look at the athletic profiles they draft. It's like, it's, I mean, Tariq Woolen is like the pinnacle, right? The
0: spider graph is literally just entirely full,
1: but they, they, they do that a lot. Not I El- mean Smith yes, Woolens yes. an alien, but yeah, you're you're on it. You're on it with this already with draft strategy. Um, and Nolan Smith, you know, we're hoping he gets healthy and gets right and, and ends up in the first round. All right, mm-hmm. so 11 Seahawks division rival, rival, I guess, Arizona Cardinals here. Man, this defense can be tough to watch at times. This team has its fair share of problems that are also coaching related, where I think they'll look a lot better if they get that higher right in the offseason, but I just think they need corner help. I, I kind of harsh. I, you can't trot out a Wilson it next year as a starter. You can't do it. And why not take Joey Porter jr. Here? I mean, get a stud with the length with the football, I'm not saying he's sauce Gardner, but I'm saying when you look at the profile, nobody is, nobody is. But when you look at the profile, that that's kind of what you're hoping to replicate in a sense that this guy is six foot two, he's got arms down to the ground and he hmm. constantly is looking to make a play on the ball when it's heading his way. That's why teams draft these bigger corners. And for Arizona, I think they could use a guy like that in a division where you line up twice a year and you see freaking DK Metcalf out there, you see Cooper Cup, you see Debo Samuel, like they're just really good playmakers that are strong, burly guys in this division that can't play small corners all the time against them. So Joey Porter jr has been freaking awesome this year and he'd be a big boost for Arizona. They definitely need corner. help. I I think that uh, Cardinals fans might be like, we got to draft in
0: the trenches no matter what. And maybe it ends up being the case, but you pointing out Joey Porter jr as a potential top 15 guy. I think that's what matters most here. And look Cardinals. Probably need some extra corner cornerback help. They really do, especially a player that is uniquely gifted the way that Porter Junior. is. You mentioned he's not you're not calling him Sauce Garner, but it's kind of that mold of what he uh, kind of brings to the table. So I like it. I Byron do.
1: Murphy looks pretty good. So then you have a tandem that you feel good about for the future. Wow, Marco Wilson slander won't have it, or will I? I was thinking him. Th- he threw the shoe, didn't he? Did? He? he did. Yeah. It's great. He did throw the
0: shoe. Thank God that's not on the big bingo board. Um, the Chicago Bears picking at number twelve. I got them taking edge rusher Jared Verse. The uh The former Albany Great Great Dane. day to be a
1: Great Dane, baby. Great
0: day to be a Great Dane. Playing now at Florida State, leading the ACC in tackles for losses despite missing some time due to injury. Has four and a half sacks, leading the uh, the the team there as well. He most notably had an elite pass rush create his very first game that he played at Florida state this year. And then eight pressures against LSU, which was a big time. Welcome to the national stage for Jared verse. I got the chance to sit down and get to talk with him, get to know him a little bit more. My God, what a motivated, confident, um, and just a just a brilliant dude i mean he understands the game he understands where he's going he's got goals he sets for himself and he achieves them man it was a fantastic feature piece uh that it was a i'll say it was a fantastic sit down that i hopefully was able to encapsulate in a great feature piece that was enjoyable for everybody to read if you haven't read it yet i'd love to hear people's thoughts on it but he's an awesome dude love the journey love the potential of a man just size strength speed he's got it all he's a bulldozer he's learning how to win on the outside uh against uh outside shoulders with offensive tackles when he's using more speed than he is strength he's still working on that but i see flashes of that all the time from him so instead of going for an offensive weapon here I have them going, uh, almost eating their vegetables as Alex Clancy says, and, and go with the trench play. Cause I, uh, they have some extra picks later in this draft that they can work with to go get some, uh, some playmakers. So we'll go Jared versus 12.
1: I love it. People, if you're listening and you haven't watched Jared verse yet, he's going in the first round, get ready for it. This mm-hmm. dude is, this dude is talented, maybe not 12 overall, but it's hey. his first round for sure. I wouldn't bet against it. And by the way, back to my Cardinals Neither take. He... I know I know Marco Wilson did win a defensive player of the week one week this year, and people are gonna kill me. Full sample size. That Cardinals defense at corner needs help. So I just you want just, to uh I'm covering, help my, help I'm covering my base. People get like really mad at some takes, but I guess I'm covering my bases. I'm shook. All I'm right, sorry. 13. Uh, Green Bay Packers after you got Jared Versus the Bears. I'd love uh-huh. that fit. Jared Versus would look so cool in a Bears uniform. He would. by the way. He would. It's he that's, would indeed. It's a seamless one. All right. Packers at 13. I am not taking a wide receiver. I know maybe that'll make people not very happy. My Packers wide receiver take is they need to be aggressive to get a veteran or a proven ish player in the off season free agency trade, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to draft another rookie and Aaron Rodgers is getting frustrated, whatever it may be. And also Trevor, I think they have a massive need on the offensive line here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Olu Fashanu. We've talked about him on a stock up show. Yeah. Yeah. We had him on stock up a long time ago. I think it was like the third week of September and he's only been better since he's only been better. It's crazy how good this guy looks and green Bay, man, if you could find a way to get Elton Jenkins back to guard full time, Uh, I know Bakhtiari has been a roller coaster with the knee situation. I mean, you got to start thinking franchise tackle and and Fashanu could be that. Yeah. But Sean, he's a he's a crazy athlete. When you watch how buttery smooth he is in pass pro, I remember when I I had him on the stock up show, you watched him right away and you're like, dude, this guy, this guy glides mm-hmm. out here. So he for Green Bay, well. you're picking 13. I think this dude is a franchise cornerstone for your offensive line. No matter if it's Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, or whoever's going to be your quarterback of the future, this is this is a no brainer to me. Lions at number 14.
0: I'm going to have the first corner off the board. Keely Ringo from Second, Georgia, Joey Porter jr. One. Oh, you're right. You did pick Joey Porter jr. I am. Uh, I'm a fool. I'm a fool at that. I mean, I'm just so used to Ringo being the first corner. I think off the I know, board, it's in our it it just stuck in my brain. There, all around corner, really good athlete, former track athlete guy who's made some really great plays in some of the biggest games that Georgia's played in over the last year. I've got him going to the lions, like what I've seen from Jeff Okuda this year, but they could use another really good corner if there was a defensive lineman that I thought was worth it here, I'd have them taking him. But with Jared Verse yep. going off the board right before this, I feel like I'd be reaching on a uh, on an edge rusher. So instead, I'll hopefully get a really great cornerback duo in Keely Ringo and Jeff Akuda set up for the Lions. Who, uh, yeah, I mean they've 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 got a handful of picks I think over the next couple of years. So start things off with Bryce Young at the very top, then getting Keely Ringo. I think that that's a really good uh, really good start for
1: them here in the first round. Who you got for the Colts at 15? I like it. So th- I'll admit, this is the first pick. that, Rather than making the pick in the spirit of how we've been doing it, what we would do, what we want to see, all that, this is probably the first and maybe only pick of the draft that I tried to sit and think, I think this is what they would do. And it's the Colts. They have s- insane offensive line issues right now, but they also have a question of quarterback of the future getting inside the mind of Chris bird and knowing how he evaluates high-end traits at the position. This is where Will Levis comes off the board. Mm. I don't evaluate Will Levis as a top 20 player right now, but he's going in the top 20. He's a big mobile. um, How do I put tough quarterback that somebody is going to believe in and with proper development, maybe he ends up being great. And I think this Colts regime In this spot, would sit here and go, we're just never going to be bad enough to get a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. We don't even know if we could find a trade to get up to get one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And they have traded picks recently. I think this is the route they would go. So this is the only pick of the draft for me where I'm kind of putting on the radar to keep this somewhat realistic. I couldn't have Levis get further to this point.
0: No, I agree with you. I think that this is, and this is the right, this is a spot that makes sense too. It does. You could get behind this quarterback. I'm I'm totally cool with this. Yeah, Totally cool with this. So some people are going to be higher on Levis. You're going to see Levis. I think Mike Renner put out a mock where he had Levis at three overall. Like he had him going to the Panthers or or whoever it was that was picking a number three with that conundrum when we talked there, but love the fit for the Colts. I, 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 Wish this one would work out. I don't know if it will, because I don't think that Will Levis is going to be there. Uh, till number no, 15, I don't either. But I think it's a good selection for him there. Bengals at number 16. I'm going with your boy, Roderick Jones, the yeah, offensive buddy. tackle from Georgia. He looks uh, good, I, brother. I thought he was um, to a lot more power than he was finesse going into the season. But, um, man, he's looked good in pass protection, I think. He, he's looked a lot more comfortable out there. He's been a lot more comfortable moving, like sliding his feet the way that he needs to. I felt like he, despite the super wide base, sometimes he looked a little uncomfortable doing that, especially when he had to take on speed rushers. He just didn't really know how to deal with the finesse and speed portions of of the game when he was going up against some lighter guys. This year, I think he, he's more prepared for it. That makes me think that as a young offensive tackle, he is only getting better. I think he's going to be a first-round pick because of it. It's tough to not pick offensive tackles with his kind of – overall body of work potential that we have seen quite literally even with his body of work. He's a giant dude, a strong dude, and one who moves pretty well for his size. Bengals have to get better along the offensive line. Have to get better along the offensive line. Make the pick. Who you got 17?
1: With you all the way. 17, second half of the draft. I'll pick up the pace a little because we want to get voicemails in today. Surprise everybody we are debuting your voicemails. 17 Patriots Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC I mean, New England needs skill talent. They need skill talent. Jacoby Myers is fine. There's nothing against him, but they they need somebody out there if they are going to continue with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi in spots when they need him. Jordan Addison, he just knows how to get open, incredible body control. Uh, I think he's the type of wide receiver that they would like because he can come in and they could ask just about anything of him and he mm-hmm. would be able to do it. So, Addison to the Patriots at 17.
0: Commanders at 18. This is where tight end one comes off the board. I got Michael Mayer going to the so commanders.
1: Good. I don't know who's going to
0: be playing quarterback for him next year. It might be, might be Sam Howell. Uh it might be Carson Wentz still. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know who's gonna own the Washington Commanders next year because it seems like Dan Snyder is finally selling that team. Thank God. Uh, but I do know that whoever is playing quarterback, what a great combination. Of wide receiver skill sets to tight end skill sets, they could have with Terry McLaurin, with Jahan Dotson, with Curtis Samuel, with uh, Antonio Gibson, and then a guy like Michael Mayer, who you don't need him. People, people will go like, "Oh, he's not as explosive. He's not that." You don't need him to be in that offense with those other wide receivers. You let the wide receivers be a lot of those guys who get some of the deep passes for you. And Michael Mayer can be more of that consistent presence over the middle and to the sideline in the, in the short and intermediate like he has been throughout his entire career at Notre Dame. So Michael Mayer, number 18
1: to the commanders feel like this is a good spot for him there. I think so too. He's just too good to, you know, not come off the board in that spot. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that, Man, he—it's probably what's going to happen, right? He plays tight end, so he probably will fall out of the top ten. But he'll be a top ten player to come out of this draft. Every, I'd say that every single day. You're saying like
0: on a big board? He'll be like a top big ten board, prospect? Yeah. You mean? Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: he'll—you like when you look back four years after this draft happens, sure. you're like, yeah, he was one of the ten best players, and but because he plays tight end, nobody cared. So, okay, 19, the Falcons. So what Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson? We, care. we do care. The Falcons are a better defense than I expected this year, but they still have their deficiencies. And I think a lot of it can be in the middle of the field at times. I don't think their linebacker play has been very good. I know Rashawn Evans has played over 500 snaps for them. I know Michael Walker has played almost 450. Uh, I think Evans has probably been okay. I, I don't hate it, Evans. No, I he's, really hated he's Evans fine. When he's he was in com- Tennessee. Yeah, he's fine. Walker is, is another question. He's, he's grading out quite poorly. And I think it's just a defense that needs this kind of chess piece, right? Where you mm-hmm. look at Simpson, he can play, he can kick out to the slot and Roman space that overhang. Uh, you could play him in the middle. You could blitz him all day. And he's, he's good in coverage. There's just so many things he could do that I think with the Falcons picking at 19 is a surprise, but they still end up with a guy that I think's a top 12 player. Uh,
0: you saying that you need to, f- to fit in Will Levis somewhere because you couldn't have him fall any further. Uh, we need, we knew we needed to get B. Yeah. John Robinson somewhere in the first round. It's, I think it's going to happen. He's going to be a first-round pick. Denver Broncos at number 20. Uh, this is the pick that they got for Bradley Chubb. And I got him taking B. John Robinson here. I think that this would be a nice fit. Clearly, they are rotating running backs, and they don't know what to do back there. Is, you know, is Melvin Gordon the guy? Is he not? They brought Chase Edmonds in on the trade. Okay, is he going to be the guy? How many other players can they rotate in there? All of your worries you could put aside with number five in the backfield. But well, what about with, Javante? With, oh, shoot, they do have Javante. I totally forgot about that because he was hurt. All right, do I have to, do I have to pivot on this one? I totally forgot. Um why didn't you yell
1: at me when we were doing the draft? Because I thought you had a galaxy brain theory. Like you was gonna play slot receiver and they were gonna do a two-back. Dude, do a two-back system.
0: Broncos fans are gonna
1: be so mad at me if I do this. This was an honest mistake. Mm. An honest mistake. Let me think. This is like us, I think on the trade show, we thought uh the 2026 pick was offered and everyone's like oh you can't trade picks beyond three years you idiots and it's like well well they weren't that that mean about it (laughs) but uh so and i think we just didn't realize the amount of years 2026 is from now to be honest with you i think it's 2023 all the time all the time anyways oh
0: what if i only knows no no sewell here
1: okay because they have Josie Jewell, right? They don't have well, another. The Maniacs, what's his name? Singleton makes like 45 tackles a day, a game. Alex Singleton, have you right. watched him play? He's a lunatic. I don't think he's like their franchise linebacker, but it's just interesting. Uh, he's got 62 tackles on the year, or 39 That's solo. Nuts. Yeah, he, dude, he runs around like a complete psycho. Mm. It's, it's funny. You draft kind of a player that does the same thing in Sewell. We need to make this work. We need to find a way to make this work. Okay, wait, I they, have they, an can, idea. wait they can I have draft. An idea. Wait, hold on, they can draft Anton Harrison. Okay, offensive tackle. Oh, uh, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah you
0: do get a, you it. You get Anton Harrison. All right, okay. Well, I'm gonna go Anton Harrison. Offensive yeah, they tackle. All, they Anton need a lineout. Who I like? Who? You know, honestly, I still am waiting for him to get stronger. I, I want him to play meaner, but he, he is a really great finesse player. I think he's got a ton of consistency playing at left tackle. He's got a lot of snaps, a lot of experience. You don't just get that a lot. I do think the Broncos probably need some offensive line help. So they'd be able to find a place for Anton Harrison. So we'll audible here. We'll go on the fly, take Bean rich, be some Robinson off. I totally forgot about Javante, which is on me because I think Javante is incredible. We'll go Anton Harrison at 20 here.
1: That's why, look, that's why we're draft people. We got to be able to work on the fly. It's what we do. All right. And 21, the chargers, I'm going with Siaki Ika from Baylor. Maybe somebody that, you know, people look as a second round kind of draft prospect because he's that gigantic true nose tackle, but I love him. I love what he could do for the defense. I love what he could open up. I think the chargers have had defensive struggles that are surprising before he got hurt. JC Jackson was playing really poorly. Kenneth Murray just, it doesn't seem like he's figured it out. The defensive line's been up and down, and especially on the interior. I know Joey Bosa is excellent when he plays. I'm not saying that. But I just think I'm higher than Ika on most. So I took Ika here because I just think he could be a total, not just space eater, but pocket pusher for that interior that opens up everything for the kind of athletes they would have around him.
0: Seahawks at 22, so they're up again. I had them taking a unique athlete in Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from uh georgia the former number one overall recruit i had them taking him at the back end of the top 10 i'm gonna have the seahawks take another georgia player and another unique player in darnell washington when i thought about what positions the seahawks might go after i was like hmm, running back because the seahawks but no of course they have kenneth walker they're not going to do that silver shot penny as well offensive tackle no they drafted two great offensive tackles last year okay they're not going to draft an interior guy wait 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 what if they drafted a tight end who blocked his ass off and is is as big, it feels like as an offensive tackle, but then can also give you something to in receiving game. Darnell Washington is truly, we throw the word unique around a lot. I throw the word unique around a lot, but he is the literal definition of unique. He is a massive man. What's the official measurables? I can't, uh, I got him up right here. Hold on. Hold on. He's six, two, seven. seven. He is six, seven. I know that for sure. Two 6'7. 270 my guy is massive he blocks his ass off and then this year he's been used much more as a receiver than i thought now is he gonna be a blazer no of course he's not going to be but he, he might is,
1: better than people
0: think he is really athletic yeah. for his size and because of that i think the seahawks are going to be drawn to him again
1: they go after unique athletes so darnell washington the seahawks at number 22 He's one of my favorite players in the draft. And I, I don't mean that by like, he's a top five player for me. I just mean that I'm a huge Darnell Washington fan. I would love this landing spot. You're telling me him on the line of scrimmage, Kenneth Walker running for 200 yards a game. You got Charles cross. You got Ape Lucas. I mean, the things this offense could do at Darnell Washington. It's he's awesome. Awesome. Love seeing him in the first round here. 23, the New York Jets. I'm going with Osiris Torrance from your Florida Gators, Trev. Let's go, baby. The way I I looked at this one was the Jets picking 23, by the way. Like, it's it's hard to come up with the proper Jets. Harder than usual. There's not all the best players available. In this situation next year, you can go in with an offensive line with Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. You could re-sign McGovern for center. You play Osiris, who's, I think, the best guard in the country, at right guard. And then you play ABT at right tackle where he looked great. And then you have Makai Becton working his way back from injury as maybe that insurance for Brown, who is playing hurt this year. So I think that's a that's a mean offensive line. The Jets want to run the ball with Brees Hall, no matter who the quarterback is. Osiris Torrance is plug and play. Yeah.
0: Okay. well, I'm I'm up with evens, but it's the Miami forfeited pick. So I just have LOL in all caps uh, written here on the sheet, which means that you're back up with the Ravens at twenty five.
1: The Ravens at 25, Cam Smith, the cornerback from South Carolina. Marcus Peters is a free agent after the year. uh, The secondary has had some issues. Cam Smith is their type of corner, long, physical, nasty. uh, Loves man coverage when they ask him to. So for the Ravens here, you're you're drafting Marcus Peters' replacement. Uh, I have the Kansas City Chiefs
0: next, I believe, right? It's the Chiefs? That's right. I'm gonna go with Andre Carter, the edge rusher of of Army, six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds, talking about unique people, unique pass rushers. This is an area where I think the Chiefs could have some fun and getting an extra pass rusher in there, a unique body type. I know they drafted George Karloftis last year and he's coming along and you like him, but the way that you can use Carter and his long body frame feels like, you know, when they had um do or do this, do they still have Teno Passanio on the team? Is he? I don't. I think he went somewhere else. I thought he went somewhere, somewhere else there. as well. He's with the. He's a, with the. Uh, he's with the Saints. Saints
1: he's with yeah. the Saints. There.
0: He was. He was drafted by the Chiefs. Um, he's been with the Saints the last two years. But that same kind of profile, that same kind of like thought process of getting a unique body type. But I believe, and Chiefs fans who might be yelling at me here, I believe that Carter is further along as a pass rusher than Pasignal was when they drafted him there. Obviously, you're drafting him a little bit earlier than you drafted Pasignal anyways. So I think the return on the investment on this one could be pretty good. Gets get better in the trenches. I don't think that's ever a bad idea. And I want to shout out Andre Carter, too, I think has the potential to be a first round pick.
1: 27, the Dallas Cowboys and go with Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee. And a lot of, there people are probably, we go. probably asking man over, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba. But the bottom line is Hyatt's one of the fastest players in this draft, most likely at the skill spots. And we know the Cowboys are just going to, I think they're going to fall in love with that speed, get a field stretcher. So then you have Gallup, Hyatt, CD lamb, Hyatt's speed, put some pressure on the back end. It opens up the run game for Zeke, especially if they could bring back Pollard. So I just think this fit is a lot of fun.
0: That puts the New York Giants up at number twenty-eight, and you brought up the name Jackson Smith and Jigba a couple of minutes ago. This is a perfect fit, right? I, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Giants, but look, if they're picking twenty-eighth overall, it's probably going to be it's probably, probably. going to be Daniel Jones. Yeah, bring back Daniel so, Jones. You know, I know they have Wandale Robinson as well, but it's. I don't think it would be. It's. It's not like it's redundant yet for them to have this type of wide receiver. Sterling Shepard obviously got hurt for the year, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a guy who's going to be able to give you all that kind of ability on a rookie contract as well. So look, this is a guy who has a 300-yard game in college football, right? He's been utilized in so many different ways. He's a stud in the slot. He understands the position so well. I don't, I'm not so sure how he's going to test, which is why I've got him much lower on this list as a back end of the first round guy as opposed to maybe a top 15 guy like I've seen some mock drafts have him as. I think this is more of a comfortable spot. I think the Giants, certainly the way that their offense is built now, live off of a lot of underneath stuff, get it in guys' hands, let them get yards after the catch. If that is something that remains, they're going to
1: love themselves some Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'll have him go to the Giants. That's a big That's a big one for the Giants in that spot. It's a huge, huge pick. All right, 29, the Titans. One of the best pass rushers in this draft, BJ Ojalari. His production has been insane this year. Six sacks, nine quarterback hits, 15 more hurries. He has a pass rush win rate hovering around 20%. Uh, I just think the Titans here, you know, they had some bad luck, right? The the Harold Landry injury makes things tough. But even if you get Landry back to full strength next year, you always want to stack the deck with pass rushers. And I think Mike Vrabel knows that pretty well. So Ojalari's is a bit of best player available at a key spot here. Vikings at, tw- at uh, 30. Pick number 30. I've got him taking
0: Utah cornerback Clark Phillips. I think we went through summer scouting, and I can't remember if I just wasn't the biggest fan of Clark Phillips or I didn't get eyeballs on him by the time we were doing our top fives, but, man, he's fun. He's so good. He's he's going to be undersized. We're going to talk about his measurables plenty because he's an outside corner that's listed at about ten, 185, 190 pounds. But the dog he plays with if you will is big and it's got a loud bark and he has such great ball production already this year he feels like a guy who could be a shutdown caliber player somebody who could be comfortable playing in the slot playing on the outside he's a fearless corner he's got the production he's got the skill set um i think he's he's leaning towards deserving of being a back end of the first round selection with how well he has played this year. He's a fearless dude. I love that trait in a corner and the Vikings need him. The, the, the Vikings definitely need some new blood in that secondary, especially at the cornerback position. So I'll go Clark Phillips, the corner from Utah here at 30 for the Vikings. Another guy on the all
1: Connor team, Clark Phillips, man. Yep. He just, he plays with an edge. I, oh, I love him. I team. You can make an argument. He's the best corner in the draft. He just with his size, he probably won't be the first one taken 31 Buffalo bills. Jordan Poyer, free agent after the season. We know that contract dispute has gone. He also is now dealing with an elbow injury. sounds like he's week to week. Micah Hyde, he is under contract for next year, but any kind of injury is the severity of he has that he's out for the year. Very scary long-term. Bottom line is, back end of this defense has been one of the best in football for a couple of years. Now it's mm-hmm. probably going to be a new face back there next year. And who better than Antonio Johnson safety on Texas a and M love it. This is just the kind of, you know, what that just falls into the bills these days when things are going right, things are going real good. So Antonio Johnson, who I think looked like a top 15 player when we watched him over summer. And I know he's been a little banged up this year, but he's still a really, really good player falling into the bills. I mean, he would be one of the best defensive rookies in the NFL next year if this happened.
0: Fun as hell, man. That Antonio Johnson and that Bill's defense. Shoot, you could bring Crazy. back Poirier and Micah Hyde for next year, and you could probably figure out how to make it all yep. work. Oh, out yeah, no right doubt. Now, so. Slot. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles at number 32. At number eight, I had them taking Brian Brazee. It's hard to find a uh, – Area of need for this Eagles team, man. Where do we look? It's the best offensive line of football. Jalen Hurts playing like an MVP. They got the three Batmans at wide receiver. It's crazy. Defensive line's going crazy. Lord knows they don't draft linebackers. Secondary is fantastic. We're going running back. We're doing it. Jameer Gibbs. Can you imagine this Philadelphia Eagles roster as it is currently constructed
1: with Jameer Gibbs into it? It's like putting a Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. kind of player on the in the Eagles offense.
0: You know, I went into the year thinking, yeah, Jameer's a good athlete, but I, I just kind of think he's just like a, a good athlete that happens to play running back. I, he's a better athlete than I thought, and he's a more all-around running back than I thought. So, so both of those, he has definitely proven me wrong in the best way in this season he has been a takeover x-factor player for the crimson tide he's been one of the best players in college football no doubt about it so because he plays the running back position who knows how high he's going to go in the draft but i know whoever drafts him is getting a really damn good football player so there we go 32 up 32 down the mock draft mid-season mock draft is in the books of course let us know which picks you loved which picks you hated some guys that didn't make the first round that you think deserve to make the first round all that kind of good stuff connery before we get out of here you want to get to some voicemails you want to you want to play a couple of voicemails what do you want to do Do you want yeah, two do three two three to, to, to intro it in for people
2: yeah so absolutely this is,
0: i'll let you i'll let you pick the three okay. um and if you listened to the podcast yesterday you already know what we're talking about but if you didn't you go to speakpipe.com backslash NFLSE, you can leave us a voicemail. And it can be about anything. It can be about a certain show, a take we had, a take you have. And uh, every Thursday, we're going to try to get to as many as we possibly can and uh, have some fun with it. So, Connor, I will let you choose the first one. Let's get it going, my man. You haven't heard these
1: yet, right? No, I have not. I have. No. These are great. Okay. okay. All volume right. volume all the way up here.
0: Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, Quinn here, uh, diehard Lions fan. Uh, we've won one playoff game since 1957. This shit is getting ridiculous. Um, you know, I've never seen a playoff win in my lifetime, and I don't know if my kids will ever see one either. But um, my question is about uh, in the upcoming draft, we're probably going to be picking you know top five, probably one at this point. But um, what uh, what quarterback do you think schematically like fits our team best? Do you think we should just take best available, like take Bryce Young if he's there? Or do you think one of these other quarterbacks fits the kind of offense that we're running currently? Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys. You guys get me through the work day,
1: So, yeah, have a good one. First voicemail in the books. Well, number one, it, it made me sad when I heard that, you know, he's that level of frustration because I get it. I yeah. truly get it. And yeah. it's tough. The good news is, if you've made it this far, Quinn, into the mock draft show, I think Bryce Young's just a home run for the Lions. Yep. I really do. I, I just think that the there's a couple of ways to evaluate quarterback prospects, right? One way is that you you paint the picture of this guy can be in that Mahomes and Josh Allen tier because he mm-hmm. just he can do things that others can't. But obviously, the chances of those things happening are always small. Then there's the other way, where you evaluate a guy and you go, man. There's not as many questions about this guy as your typical top quarterback prospect. And I think Bryce young leans that way where it's, we might not be, we might not have a top three quarterback, but we have a damn good one and we have a damn good team around him. Or we think we will that we're going to get this division back and we're going to get things right. And I think that's what made him an you know the pick at number one
0: I think that he, I think that Bryce is still the answer at number one now to the question that Quinn had you know is there a quarterback that schematically like sets up with where they are where they're going I him and I he's him it's he's him um but uh, other than other than just the fact that I think that Bryce Young is the best choice because he's the better prospect I don't think the Lions have set in stone what they want to be on offense yet. That's a good point. They're still building the playmakers. You know They draft Jameson Williams, but they haven't even seen him play yet. So right now, especially with TJ Hawkinson no longer there, what's the offense? Just Amon Ross St. Brown. So they're still in the molding phases of what this offense could be, and I think that that's advantageous because you're going to build – the entire offense around whoever they're going to get in the draft here. You're thinking they're probably going to get one of those top two quarterbacks there. And then if that's the case, that's where you really start to build that offense around. So that's kind of the answer to that question is I don't really think it matters um, who they're picking. I, I, I really don't because they're pretty wide open right now. Not to say that it's terrible. Like it's a barren wasteland. It's not, I'm around to say Brown is great. Jameson Williams is great. They got good running backs as well. The offensive line, I think is good too. But in terms of, which guy fits them, I think it's probably the other way around. I think you're gonna pick the guy and then and then take your offense and mold it around whoever this next quarterback is gonna be.
1: All right, let's do one more, huh?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a mock draft show, so I know it was a little bit longer. Normally we'll have longer on a Thursday, but
2: fellas, fellas, fellas. I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far. A huge fan of the show. Been a big fan of Connor since way back on I the football day. So Always love the takes, always love the content. You guys have been crushing it. Thanks so much for it all. Question for today. Big time Steelers fan, not a Kenny a fan by any means. I think we wasted the pick. It could have gone in any other direction with it. What do you print the local pool us But regardless of that, we're here. What is the likelihood you guys think that the Sealers go full Cardinals? I believe you guys have addressed this a little bit in the last few shows, but just revisiting it mid season, mock draft season we're out of the Bryce Young or situation competition. Those guys are going to go one or two, vice versa. We're going to have a top five pick. Or well, Andis going to be sick across with T.J. Watt, but quarterback's name of the game. Personally, we have an awesome roster outside of quarterback. O-line sucks, yeah, but there's not a top five O-line to draft this year, as per you guys. I think Hennon Hooker would be a home run. I think Hennon Hooker with Najee, Deontay Johnson, Brad Fireman, and on the defensive side, those guys, main I T.J. Ward, gets them to play every game, so I think it works for the Steelers. What do you guys
1: think? Number one, I love the expression "full cardinals." Yeah, right. The, like the, I want to use that, like <laughs> in the casino, like you like throw a hundred dollars on roulette and you lose, and you I'm look at everyone and you go, "I'm going full cardinals." <laughs> I'm doing it again. Like I really, really enjoy that. Number one. <laughs>
0: so number oh, for, two, I, I, I I, hold on hold yeah. on hold on for everybody that didn't understand the full cardinals reference what they're talking about is the arizona cardinals drafting josh rosen at number 10 overall and then the very next year because they had the number one overall pick they didn't shy away from taking quarterback and they picked kyler murray so that's that is what he is talking about yeah. with uh, going full cardinals there just so everybody, what'd knows. you think trev look um I Kenny Pickett as QB four going into this class, so for them to pick him as QB one as the only quarterback in the first round. I understand the skepticism there. Uh, it's not like Pickett has—I don't think he's been terrible, but he hasn't again like really proven anybody wrong yet. I think there's a, a, a lot of season left in this half season for him to prove that one way or the other. The only player I think you entertain this for is is, is Bryce. That's it. So unless, like, I don't even think CJ Stroud. Like, if the Steelers are picking two, I think they're probably picking Will Anderson or. Yeah what the steelers are actually probably going to do in that situation if they have number 2 they're going to trade back they're going to get other draft assets they're going to they're going to cash in later in this draft and in next year's draft that's probably what they're going to do that's what every good team would do who wasn't picking a quarterback in that situation if they go number 1 overall yeah i think that they'd probably take Bryce but anybody else in the class i i can't see him pulling a full cardinals there
1: i don't think so either now to piggyback off that it probably came off as we were, you know, a lot of the O-line over the summer were projections, but we had the Steelers actually taking one top five in this. You had them getting right. Skoronsky. So yeah, yeah. that might ease some of his concerns that, you know, their, their top five pick can be used on their biggest need at the moment, which is O-line. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a regime that will try to put Kenny in a better situation. And if it doesn't work out in year two, then they'll kick that can and, and you know, look at it the following year. But you're right, Trevor. The, the difference is, is that they're just not bad enough to get rice. That's yeah, really what I don't the think diff- they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be, I, especially when TJ Watt comes back. Right. Like they're going to be okay when TJ Watt comes back. So I it, the Cardinals was so unique because they literally picked number one. Yeah. They right. literally pick number if, one.
0: If they're not picking number one, I, I can't really see it. Hennon Hooker's interesting. Although let's get Matt Cannon out of there first. Then maybe get Hennon Hooker. Then it may be interesting. But until that yeah. happens, yeah, I can't really sign off on any quarterback that's not Bright Shun for the Steelers. Uh all right. Those were uh, those are our first two speak pipe voicemails that we got into the show. I love that man. I know the guys, I'm so sorry that we didn't have a lot of time mock draft episodes they always take up most of the time that we have anyways and so i promise to you most thursdays we're gonna get a lot more than two of these voicemails in. if you sent a voicemail in we have it uh connor listened to a couple of extra ones so we have those in the tank we'll probably bring those up next week shoot next week maybe if we get enough we might just do like a full i we should episode we should. All right. Well, maybe we end up doing that. Maybe we just end up going
1: through a full episode of yeah. voicemails from they're you They're relevant too. They're they're not like they're evergreen. So yeah. if you sent one, there's still a really good chance you're on the show. If you haven't sent one, please send one, because it, it's awesome. It's fun. Speakpipe.com
0: backslash NFLSC. That's how you slash sex addiction. That's that will. That, might, do that! Don't do that! That might get you. Uh, that might get you to a different website, which we yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we would not. Uh...
1: <laughs> Why is my voicemail being played on Pornhub? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you can't catch me. You're not. You guys are no, no. You'll never get us. Before, never... <laughs> before we get out of here, got uh got to shout out our sponsors over at Brothrow. Have you ever bet on sports with your friends? Well, now Brothrow is the only sports betting platform that lets you directly bet with friends in all 50 states. No fees. No juice. No middleman. Brothrow is not a sports book. Not paying juice saves you a ton of money over time. Brothrow is a social platform. Take control of your bet. Know who's on the other side of the bet that you create and accept. Easily create and accept bets. Easily track your profits and payments. And always see the value of... Of all the bets that you place, you don't have to put up the direct deposit to throw money into bro throw uh, to a Brothrow account. Bettors pay each other directly, so you can connect your Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Skrill, Strike, any of that. Betting eleven dollars to win ten dollars, like you do in a regular book, stinks. All right, with Brothrow, you bet ten, you win ten. That's how it goes. It's just peer to peer. Throw out. Your first bet and go to brothrow.com backslash stock. Use the promo code STOCK. Brothrow is free to sign up for. Cut out the middleman and start betting on Brothrow. We also have our friends over at Symbol. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They're giving the biggest and best offer yet to new users. Symbol is offering a five hundred dollar risk free deposit when new users sign up joining the which is joining the stock market for sports. When you sign up, use the promo code NFLSE on your first deposit with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you were hesitant before on joining or simply have not yet, now you can do it with a risk-free deposit. As a reminder, Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol is a peer-to-peer market that took the thrill of sports betting and turned it into a stock market feel, giving fans a new way to speculate on their favorite pro and college teams. Now you can join with a $500 money-back guarantee. Download the Symbol app. Uh, on if on ios for apple devices by searching s-i-m-b-u-l-l in the app store or using the promo code nflse to get your free your risk-free deposit up to 500 dollars. whether you want to vest up with an up-and-coming team like the giants or get in on the top dog buffalo bills if you think the ceiling is easy, even higher symbol allows you to buy and sell teams like stocks and profit off of your sports knowledge all right buddy First mock in the first uh first mid season mock in the books,
1: feels good. Felt really good. It, you know there was some new names. Um, it we're starting to sync up. Who needs what already? Even though it's early, and then early. You, you do this for months, then free agency changes everything. And welcome to the show, boys. I this mean is, and gals. This, this is the this is the, this this is the this life. This be- is the lifestyle.
0: Beauty of draft season. I love it. Can't Always. get enough of it always evolving, never the same. That's why we get to do a mock draft, you know, not too long after this one, because that's what it's all about. And the further we get into November and December, the clearer the picture becomes, the clearer the draft order becomes, folks, this is where the fun truly begins. Thanks for rocking with us. I'm Trevor Sickuma, that is Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange. Special shout out to everybody who got in the speak pipe already. If you haven't yet, send us a voicemail. You can even send us a voicemail about this mock draft, and we'll probably read it on uh, on Thursday show next week cuz it sounds like we're doing that the entire time. We're just going to make it all about you guys. Thanks so much for watching. See you guys next week.